The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey gang, how are you? Before we get to our podcast, let's talk about Podcorn. You've heard me talk about them before many times and they are sponsoring yet again because they are awesome. We love Podcorn. You know why? Because Podcorn does a multitude of things. Podcorn is a marketplace connecting podcasters to other amazing podcast sponsorship opportunities like host read ads, interview segments, topical discussions, mid-roll, post-roll, cinnamon roll ads, whatever, right? That was ad-libbed. With Podcorn, there is no middleman. Podcasters of all sizes can browse and choose your opportunities right on the platform, set your own rates, and collaborate with the brands without any exclusivity. That's the best part. They don't own you. You own you. You never give up any rights to your podcast, and Podcorn is here every single step of the way to make sure you're protected and that you get paid and no one tries skipping out on the check. Remember running out as a kid at the diner? That wasn't cool. It's funny, but when you're older... It's not cool. The Marketplace mission is to give podcasters transparency, freedom, and full control of how we monetize and when we monetize. Click the link in my show notes to sign up for Podcorn for free and start browsing sponsorship opportunities. Podcorn, you guys are the best. Thank you so much. Enjoy the episode. Hey, 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 gang, how are you? Kevin Goatee gutting the sacred cow. Wow, we've got ourselves a doozy of an episode. Why? Well, we have done our first G-rated movie. That's right. Kendra Sunderland, adult film star, has decided to take down the land before time. Wow, this is going to take some expert craftsmanship. We'll see. Guess what? You guys are awesome, but you already knew that. Please, if you have not yet done so, a five-star rating, two or three-sentence review on the podcast platform of your choice. If you're a fan of the show, which you are because you're listening to us right now, we love when you share the good word about our podcast on social media. So please continue to do that. And now we're on Patreon. So patreon.com slash guttingthesacredcow. We're trying to figure out what kind of cool things we can do on there. But if you want to throw us a few bucks as a donation, that's awfully kind of you. Patreon.com slash Gutting the Sacred Cow. GTSC Podcast on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr, Gutting the Sacred Cow. Without further ado, here's Kendra Sunderland making the land before time extinct. Gather round, here's what I know. It's just that this cow has got to go. Some people kind of like it, yeah, it's trending right now. Yeah, it doesn't matter because we're good in the sacred cow. 
there is no basement in the Alamo. Kevin Israel, name that film. Ah, uh, you know what? I should know that too. You should know that too. Ah, shit. I hate this part of the show. This actually might make me quit the show. This part. Oh, this uh, is finally going to do it. Cool. I got yeah. another co-host. This is this is the uh, this is the straw that breaks the back. Uh, I can't remember. Our guest is Kendra Sutherland. Kendra, can you take a stab what that, what movie that quote came from? What was it again? There is no basement in the Alamo. I can't. <laughs> Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Mm. You know, when in doubt, I should just say Pee Wee's Big Adventure because I feel like <laughs> you've drawn from there before. I've never drawn from there before. I like to go to an untapped well as much as I can. And that, my friend, is the first time. Kevin Goatee, Kevin Israel. Here we are gutting the sacred cow. What's going on? Kevin, you doing all right there, buddy? Yeah, man. Life's great. Yeah? Yeah. Fan- fantastic. <laughs> your, your, your nuts are no longer the size of a beach ball? Uh, no, they've, uh, they've come down in size. Excellent. Had a little, had a little surgery, but I'm, uh, I'm all right. Our guest does not have a set of nuts. Uh, our guest tonight is Kendra Sunderland. Kendra, how are you? Tell the good, how good to see you. Tell the good folks what you're up to, where we can find you, and uh, some of your upcoming projects. Uh, yes, my name is Kendra Sunderland, also known as Library Girl. You can find me all over the internet, specifically any of your favorite porn sites. I have my own website called KendraSunderlandVIP.com where I create and produce my own videos um, for my fans. I have an OnlyFans like everybody and their mother these days, OnlyFans.com slash KSLibraryGirl. I recently got my Instagram deleted when I was drunk and being very naughty. So my new <laughs> Instagram is DaRealKendraSunderland, da Real Kendra Sunderland. Um, Twitter, where I can have more fun, is KS Library Girl. I have a flashlight. What was the uh, What was the picture on Instagram that finally that that was like the final straw for Instagram? I'm writing. I said I have questions. <laughs> I was waiting for her to finish. That was number one at the top, as you see here. Now that she said that, go ahead. Kendra. Um, it wasn't a picture. I had posted pictures in the past where you could see my nipples because I feel like women should be allowed to show their nipples on Instagram. You're um, here. Yeah, so that was a few strikes, I'm sure, here and there. But the final straw was I was wasted after shotgunning, like, five white claws. And I decided... Things that Asians don't say often for 200, please. (laughs) (laughs) I decided it would be a good idea to go on Instagram Live and sit there with my titties out and my friends at Assholes Live Forever, I was at their warehouse just playing around and I saw that they had just released a giant black dildo. So I took it upon myself to gag on it and choke on it. And then I had them pour white claw down the dildo into my mouth. And then I posted it on Instagram and I claimed that I was sleeping with the CEO of Instagram and the next day my account was deleted. And then there was news articles coming out that I was deleted for claiming that I was sleeping with the CEO, which is not true. I don't even know who the CEO is, um, but I apologize to him and his wife. <laughs> I did not know. 
And yeah, I just got it deleted from being crazy. Yeah, that was a lot like your Saturday night. I was just going to say, gargling a black dildo, you must have also pledged Kevin Israel's fraternity. How did I, how did I know that? Uh, there it is. Yes. There it is. <laughs> Too easy. Kendra, first, I have two issues. First of all, not everyone and their mother is on OnlyFans. Donna Goatee <laughs> is not on OnlyFans, okay? <laughs> My mother is a saint. Dorothy, and she will not take her out for a seafood dinner and never call her again. There is one for you, Anchorman. Second of all, I want to hear the weirdest OnlyFans request that you have? Um, I'm not sure. There's so many. I guess I get kind of weirded out with people wanting me to be mean to them. I'm just like, I'm just not a very mean person at heart. So for me to like be mean to somebody feels wrong to me. Um, some people want to buy my like poop over the internet. <laughs> I think that would probably have to be the weirdest. Yeah, that wins. I actually <laughs> wrote down shit question mark. It had. I was gonna say that you've you've seen the gamut. I'm sure of just depravity, and the shit thing has to always be the exclamation on that weird request sentence. Like, how about you send me some of your shit, like in a box, like they're like you're sending in for like a, a colon cancer screening. Like, no, thank you. Yeah, I'm like, you know, I'm down because, like, I don't need it. What am I going to do with it? But I also, like, have absolutely no idea how to send my poop to someone. Like, you you really can't. Like, what yeah. Do I, no, you can. Then, like, you can. do you want, like, a solid log? Like, do you want, like, something messy? Like, what do you want from me? Could you could you arrange it in like different you know famous scenes like Washington crossing the Delaware? Could you have it you know Hans Gruber falling from Nakatomi Plaza or like you said, what if it's a big messy diarrhea splatter? Then you might be a Jackson Pollock fan, I guess. I don't know. I think it just depends on the taste of the individual fan. Taste, you son of a Ew, bitch. I thought taste. you were gonna say taste of something else. No, like, God, oh. Jesus, no. I'm sure oh. that some of them do want it for that, but um, probably, yeah, I, I would imagine. I would just assume a good old bar would be good. I got you. Ever see the film Rat Race? It's not that good, but there's one scene that's fucking hilarious. It's they're trying to go. It's it's a remake of the Mad 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 World, but so they're in Vegas, all right. And there was like a I don't know million plus dollar prize out there, and they had to go do find it all across, and everyone it's all man for himself or all woman for himself or herself. And there's one scene they're in a Vegas penthouse suite and they starts they start going to one of the guys there he goes how much to a, to a hooker he goes how much would it cost for me to and they he fires off like 15 insane things like to roll around in peanut butter while saint bernard licks my balls while singing the theme to yankee doodle dandy while we all watch platoon or some shit like that and she comes up with the number she's like uh, 58,500 and they all come out from hiding like yeah i had 50,000 yes like they're all bidding on how close it was that's got to be every single day for you yeah pretty much people <laughs> ask for the weirdest things or like how much to take you on a date how much to do a video with you how much for a blow job how much for this it's like uh, there's no it's priceless <laughs> I was just, what do you have like a diner your value do you have like a diner menu size of all the requests and shit that you offer or have been offered that's next to yankee pot roast blow job date shit in the box <laughs> Kev, i think we need an only fan site we do what will we do getting the sacred cow needs an only fan trust me i'm sure there's a lot of large gentlemen that would like you to do some things i'm sure they would like hula hoop with my dick hanging out i mean that's 
for giggles. We, we did that during halftime of the Super Bowl. Are you shitting me? Mm-hmm. See, things you're doing for free, you could be doing for money. <laughs> exactly. I need to whore my, set myself out a little better than this. Kendra, you want to be my agent? This would be a, an easy 10% for you. Yes, I'm done. <laughs> Sold. Done and done. Kendra has come on the, besides the regalus of stories of hilarity. Holy shit. Shitting in a box. That's got to be a, that's the next, that's the next emo rock punk band to come out of the Lower East Side, right? Kendra has come on. I got to laugh. Kendra has come on to take down Kevin. This is a first for our podcast. Our first G rated film. Something completely opposite of Kendra's film. I was going to say that there's an irony there. Thing. Not lost on anybody. <laughs> Kendra shows in the land before time. I did not see this as a kid. I will get into it to why later. But some facts for you. Came out in 1990, excuse me, 1988. A budget at the time of $12.3 million, A haul of $81.9 million. Big haul. Big ROI. Almost 7X+. plus. In 2021 dollars, a $28 million budget, a gross of $186 million. Buck a duck. That is not too shabby. (laughs) Kendra, as we may or may not know, IMDb is a scale 1 through 10 with decimal points, 10 being the highest, 1 being the lowest. What do you think the land before time scored on the old IMDb scale? Hmm. I'm going to say, because other people seem to really like it, maybe like a 6.5. 6, 6.5. Kevin Israel. I'm going to say a 7.8. Seven, 7.4. Seven, ah, so close. So you guys close. are both kind of splitting the difference. Rotten Tomatoes is a 1 through 100 percentage-based score. Kevin Israel, critics, Rotten Tomato score, Land Before Time. Let me hear it. 72. Kendra. Mm, 73. 70. Flat. 7-0. Wow. Two of you on top of each other. I like how Kendra's trying to price her right, prices right her way on this. <laughs> yeah, <one. laughs> I was. <laughs> I can't wait to see her play the yodeling game. Yodeling with the yodel clap. All right. Second best game next to Plinko. Plinko, yeah. Kendra, the audience score, Rotten Tomatoes, same deal, one through 100. What do you think the audience thought? Um, 79. Kevin Israel? 84. Well, one of you has it right in the button. Does that mean I have to take my clothes off? Kendra Sunderland, 79% it is. (laughs) Oh, how do they know? Shit. We should have looked up her IMDb scores on her films, Kevin. We should have done that. If there's anything less than a 9-2, they're gay, right? (laughs) Okay. Quotes, none. This film has no quotes I could pick out whatsoever from this film. Zero. I got no quotes. Come on. You don't walk around looking at people going, Ducky, you fold. No. That's not... That's. When one of your buddies falls down drunk, you don't go, bro, you fold. Do you? (laughs) No. Okay. Quotes for you, Kevin. None. I thought so. I mean, mean, there's stuff they said, but the movie didn't even have all that much dialogue. We'll get into that in a minute. Kendra, did any quotes jump out to you? No, they're all boring. (laughs) Five fun facts. Five fun facts. Five fun facts for you right now. 
It's time for five fun more facts. Five fun facts for you right now. Let's start off with a banger, shall we? The voice actress who played Ducky died at age 10 when her dad killed her, her mother, and then himself. So basically, a Chris Benoit. Are you serious? Wow. Shit you not. Wow. Shit you not. So let's start, let's start off the podcast with a real doozy, huh? <laughs> Could have saved that for last. Nope. Nope. I like to hit you between the eyes. Number two, it opened the same weekend as Disney's Oliver and Company. Land Before Time beat it with an opening weekend haul of $7.5 million for Land Before Time versus Oliver and Company, $4 million. Wow. Disney oh got beat. Was Oliver and Company the mice? No, it's the, like, the cat and the yeah. dog. Yeah. Yeah. The little cat that gets stolen. Number three, the filmmakers had to cut 10 minutes from this as Spielberg and Lucas deemed 19 individual scenes too scary for the film. <laughs> She's just scoffing already. (laughs) This film, number four, has... Did any of you guys look this up? How many sequels does The Land Before Time have? Like Uh, ten. There's a lot. Kevin, want to make a guess? Seven. Fourteen! Holy shit! More than the Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, or Come Gargling Housewives series. (laughs) He's done this, his research. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's got it in his library, so. Yeah, I called up Mr. Skin. He's uh, He and I are homeboys. <laughs> this was the highest grossing film, animated film, until Little Mermaid. Huh. Fun fact. But I can smell the vitriol from Kendra right now. So I don't want to keep her holding back anymore, Kevin Israel. So it's time for Kendra Sunderland to gut Gut the the sacred sacred cow. You guys got that down perfectly. We've done it 67 times. Yeah. (laughs) Kendra, you're up. Um, This movie is trash. It's super boring. There's like literally no good parts. It's all like them arguing with each other. And I just feel like everyone I've met loves this movie. Like it's such a big part of their childhood. And I've always been like, that's just boring that that's been a part of your childhood. Like that's the biggest part of your childhood is Land Before Time. But um, just a movie that I've never really cared to like. I think I've seen it once. I think it's, like, one of the most boring kids' movies you could possibly watch. Like, what's more boring than dinosaurs? Wow. That's exactly what Spielberg said he made Jurassic Park as well. (laughs) I mean, Jurassic Park is at least a little bit more interesting because it's scary, but this is, like, the most boring kids' movie ever. And, like, I don't feel like it really teaches people to work together or anything like it was supposed to. I feel like everybody loves this movie and I just don't see it. So you say that you don't like the message, okay, of working together, which of course every kid's film has a message of teamwork and unity and all that. What else does, about this film you thought just really missed the mark? Um, I don't know. I just feel like I honestly like don't remember a whole lot of it because I haven't, I watched it once and I was like not interested when I was younger, but I just feel like it's really boring 
Like, I don't know how, like, kids, like, sit there and pay attention to it. Especially now when you have a lot of, like, better movies, like, fucking Incredibles and Cars and stuff like that. Like, I understand this movie came out a really long time ago. But I just think that it's really boring and, like, it doesn't really show good values. I think, like, one of the dinosaurs was really stuck up and, like, one wouldn't play with the other dinosaurs. And it's just, like, not a good like message in the end we'll get i have notes on that i have notes <laughs> on that as well and i agree that it's uh it, it was interesting about the villain what was the name sharp tooth i didn't even write it down dinosaurs rex yeah did that yeah. do anything for you very cliche that a t-rex is like the villain like it's just so cliche that that's like the big mean dinosaur when its fucking arms are like literally like this size like you could literally like if you could run and miss its mouth and there's no way it's gonna like catch you i just think it's very cliche for that to be like the villain huh should have been something like a pterodactyl or like something else a pterodactyl i've been uh what just scoop you up and pick you up like a and drop you in a nest like a baby mom and a bird feeding the birds like that they did that in jurassic park three actually i got i just remembered that yeah i'm, I'm sure the tyrannosaurus didn't like having short arms either it probably yeah. wasn't his favorite part of his body <laughs> i'm like really terrified of birds so i think a pterodactyl for me is like more terrifying than a t-rex what bird why are you freaked out of birds you know, a lot of people ask me this, and it's just, like, there's just something about, like, hundreds of birds flying around at the same time that, like, really fucking creeps me out. Like, the way that they, like, fly and then turn and then fly, and like, together, and I just don't know, like, something about, like, a hundred birds coming at me at one time, like, really terrifies me. Like, to see it up in the sky, to me, it looks like an apocalypse movie or some sort of scary movie. And I don't think anyone else is phased by it except for me. So let me get this straight. If you were to go on a date with one of the guys who's trying to pay to do that, and he were to say, let's go to the zoo and you go to the zoo. As soon as you see the birdhouse, do you start going to PTSD, like shaking, like no fucking way, man. I'm going to jump in the polar bear cage before I go to the avian house. Fuck that. I would just tell them like, well, we're not going there. And they'd be like, Come on. I'd be like, no, we're not going through there. Like, I don't care. I don't care if there's like pretty birds or like parrots or like cool birds. Like I'm not going in a place where there's like tons of birds with like the wings and the beaks. And like, they all could be planning and plotting against us. Like that one fucking movie, like you just never know. I'm with you. I don't like birds either. <laughs> I feel you. Pigeons I'll directly kick in the city. Pigeons nah, seagulls are, are the worst. Oh, they're horrible too. And they're you know who's worse than seagulls? You know who's worse than seagulls? Assholes who feed them at the fucking beach. Oh, they beach. should all be. People I was who- literally just going to say that. I was just at the beach and this person next to me like started feeding the birds. And I looked, I was like, literally, I wanted to scream at them and be like, you know what? You are such a, like a bitch. Like, how dare you? And then I was like, I didn't feel bad about smoking weed in front of their kids. I was like, I don't care. Like, <laughs> I will blow it at you. <laughs> You should have shotgunned the kids and got them high as fuck. Actually, that would that would have done the parents a favor and calmed them down. So literally, I was like blowing it in their direction. I was like, I don't care. You're glaring at me. I'm glaring at you for feeding these birds. You should have put the out, beach. Yeah, you should have put the joint out in their eyeball to show you mean fucking business. <laughs> what? Any any other reasons about the land before time? Why you hate it? Why you feel it doesn't hold up? Or just 
be good for that matter. Like that, I just feel like people really love that movie. Like that was like their number one childhood movie. And I was like, how boring of a childhood did you have to where this boring ass movie was your favorite? I can just never relate. And I feel like every person that I've met like loves that movie. I love shitting on people's childhood memories when they're wrong. <laughs> Kevin, this film came out when we were a little bit older. This is a little bit past yeah. when we were called our childhood. We were the, uh, you know, G.I. Joe Transformers era. This film came out when we were about, what, 12, I would say, right? 12, yeah. Yeah, I didn't see this. And I, the first time I saw it was last night. She's right. There are a good amount of people who like, I love this film. It's like the same group of people who love this, love Milo and Otis. And I never saw Milo and Otis. That was my also- wife. This is, by the way, this is, was like one of my wife's favorite movies from her childhood. Land Before Time? Yeah, like we watched it and she was like, oh my, and she was like shouting out the scenes before they happened. She's like, I watched, we had the videotape. I watched it a hundred times. I think I read actually that the VHS had a Pizza Hut commercial mm-hmm. in the of it. Just to make up, well, we'll get to that second. You're 100% right. That is in my notes. You're absolutely correct about that. Yeah, there was definitely a huge marketing. I, re- I definitely remember toys with food. I probably, like, I don't know if it was McDonald's or maybe it was Oh, no, no, no. Again, I will tell you what. Kendra, what, uh, any other points you want to have before we jump into our notes? Anything else you want to jump? Okay. I think I've made my point. I think you have made your point as well. I just want to make sure I didn't forget anything. Give me a number one to ten for this film. One. Holy shit. Jeez. One. I gave Napoleon Dynamite a one. I didn't give this a one. I'll tell you that. Little Napoleon Dynamite a one. Andrew, don't you make a fucking face you at me. That thing was terrible. Oh, it's terrible. It's the humor. You just don't appreciate that kind Kendra, of Kendra, that wow. film is being, well, maybe you could explain. That film is worse being anally raped in Guantanamo Bay with someone who has typhoid fever. That film is about as funny as twisting your ankle in a manhole cover. Napoleon Dynamite is one of the biggest blights in our society. That idiot. <laughs> Oh, did you know he went to my middle school? The guy that plays Napoleon Dynamite, he went to my middle school, Walker Middle School up in Salem, Oregon. <laughs> Let me guess. He I'm didn't really get biased. laid either. <laughs> I might be biased, but I think the movie's funny. You just have to, like, maybe be stoned or, like, just appreciate that kind of, like, stupid humor. I love stupid humor. I love Naked Gun is one of my favorite films of all time. Caddyshack, yeah. Airplane. That film is in stupid humor. It's devoid of humor. And if you want to see like more about it, workout guy with his like American flag pants. Oh, that's cute. He reminds me of a guy who hangs at a flea market. It's a big fucking deal. You can see that for free down at Florida, <laughs> Flemington Flea Market. I hated that film so much. I hated. In fact, I was going to gut it myself if Zach Amico didn't do a great job before I got a chance to do it. So if you want to give a go, check out it. We did the episode of a few months ago. Give it a give it a gander. I, I think you may have some fun with that, Kevin. I'm dying to go first on this film. Please have at it. I take that back. I do have one quote. Ready? Three horns never play with long necks. Wow. Segregation at its finest? Did the Triceratops have to drink from a separate pond as well? See, see I feel like it was a different... I feel like the, the Brontosauruses were the one that had to drink it different. Yeah. They were the ones that were being... Puppy. I almost made a 1960s yeah, Alabama re- reference in there, but I thought, eh, you'll get it. These characters are very unremarkable. I guarantee I will never remember their names next week. Well, if it helps, they were all kind of named after the dinosaur that they were. I feel like all anyone really likes is Ducky. Like, if that's going to be anyone's favorite character, it would be that one. And because I only know that from, what, Pretty in Pink? Ducky. (laughs) 
Another film. I, well, we'll get to that later. This is the first film we've done for this podcast where I was able to watch it with my daughter. Uh, check that. The second film. The first one, she waltzed in at the middle part and stayed for the end of Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Good thing she didn't come in the middle of the guy's heart getting yanked out. Thank God when they killed the mom off, it was a very understated manner. This makes a luff, excuse me, it makes for a less rougher discussion about death with a five-year-old, unlike Bambi's mom getting a shotgun to the ass like the bear did from the great outdoors with John Candy. (laughs) This really shows that it's Disney and then there is everybody else. I never saw this as a kid, as I mentioned. We are mostly a Disney family. The only one I saw, like I said before, is American Tale, and it was just fine. I could tell you two things about that film. Fievel was his name. Somewhere out there was the name of the song, and that's it. Oh, they're from Russia, but uh, who cares? Amazingly, for a 70-minute film, this film drags a lot. The journey was beyond lackluster. I didn't, there was nothing, no real highs, no real lows, very cookie cutter. I was fucking flabbergasted when the first second or two pops up, it says done by Steven Spielberg and George Lucas. Next to Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, this is their second worst collaboration, period. This is a kid's movie. I get it. I love kid's movies. Kendra, I'm with you. Toy Story 1 through 3 are fucking flawless. The Incredibles, another great kids film. 8mm, another fantastic film. But this is not a good film. I had, you know how many pages of notes I have for this one, Kevin Israel? Half. Half a page of notes. Kendra, I have three pages of notes when I watch films for these fucking films. This is how bored I was with the story, the characters. This felt like a true JV attempt. You know how I knew this would be a bad movie? Pizza Hut did the toys for this film. We all know, growing up in the 80s, I got to crack up on that one. There you go. That's the hierarchy for his kids in the 80s and 90s. It's McDonald's was by far and away the Yankees of the Toys and Movies Association. Burger King was more of the second tier, you know, the, 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 New, York, the, the New York Mets, or if, if you will, or the, even the, uh, the Cubs. Then it was a vicious tie between Hardee's, Arby's, Pizza Hut, and other places your poor parents with, with uh, food stamps could afford to go to and eat. This film shall never see the light of day at my house again. And I remain a complete Disney loyalist snob. This film was not fun. My daughter kind of sort of liked it, but I was not impressed one bit whatsoever three and a half out of ten the shortest review you've ever heard from me on this podcast kevin israel the floor is yours i can name that in two tunes <laughs> uh yeah when Sp- so i like i said i'd never seen this movie before when spielberg and lucas popped up i was like wow this is right? gonna be an amazing movie like <laughs> it must be worth all of the the accolades that people have given it over the years and it was really friggin' boring. And the, and the animation, I would assume for the time, was pretty good because the animation still kind of holds up in a, in a dark, eerie kind of way. Um, but the, the story itself is it's just about bigoted dinosaurs trying to get away from an earthquake. Like that's, that's the story right there. That's the whole thing. They're just running from a, a cannibal and bigotry. That's, that, that's what you took away from the movie. The, the, 
and I don't know why they needed the narrator. The narrator no. served no purpose. The narrator was just telling you literally what you were watching happen on the screen. It wasn't like he was giving you any backstory or any insight. He was just like, and now they're walking across the field. It's like, yeah, no shit, asshole. They're walking. And that narrator should do ASMR videos because he could put <laughs> me to sleep in five seconds flat. I was like, wow, this would be a great movie to go to sleep to because that guy's voice is flawlessly boring. <laughs> The, uh, the there's a there is there was one scene I feel like George Lucas and Spielberg watched a bunch of other kids movies and then a bunch of other movies and were like you know what we can do that but they didn't do it differently they just did it they just made them dinosaurs like the mom dying we've seen how many times have we seen a mom die Dumbo Bambi uh, that's the that's just such a trope. And then the kid's left alone and he's got him. The kid's got to make friends and they're going to travel across. And the, the funny thing I thought with the animation is the animators to make the dinosaurs look more human. They just gave them eyelashes. It's like, how do you make an animal look? How do you make an animal look human? Just give it eyelashes. It's fine. The kids will get it. Don't worry. Only missing was extensions too. (laughs) So, and it's, I was a I was a huge dinosaur fan as a kid. Like just a, a, I love Jurassic Park. It was a, a huge movie for me when it came out. And this movie, I'm really glad that it was after my childhood because it probably would have ruined my love of dinosaurs because it was just so boring. And by the way, St- Spielberg and Lucas, who are not two dumb guys, they didn't even try to get the errors of these dinosaurs right. Duckmouth, Ducky was a hadrosaur that lived during the late Cretaceous period. <laughs> Harry was a pterodon that lived in the late Cretaceous period. But Bigfoot lived in the late Jurassic period. And Stegosaurus also in the late Jurassic period. So sorry, fellas, you couldn't even get the fucking errors of these dinosaurs right. They never pa- crossed paths. Pause, pause. Did you just Google that shit? Or did you, all, honest to God, pull that all from recollection? What, you know what? I'm not even going to answer that. I don't need to <laughs> dig that out to you. He Googled that, Kendra, right? I'm an, in, I'm an intelligent person. <laughs> nerds <laughs> so yeah this uh, this movie was was brutal the the in the end the 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 story was the whole theme was just like work together and get along and you're right kev that the the travel the journey of this which was supposed to be exciting and dangerous it just it it never got there this was and i part of the part of the problem is Kids movies now, like all the kids movies that you just laid out, The Incredibles, Toy Story, they're made for kids and they're also made for the adults, the parents to enjoy and and be able to watch. This was just a kids movie. This was just for six-year-olds. There's nothing in this consumable for anybody over in double digits. You're 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 just gonna fall asleep. It was it's just a really boring movie. And I'd imagine even for kids, like even for a little kid now to watch this movie, they'd probably think that it was shit. And they would have been like, Why didn't we get to see the mom's head get ripped off? Because that's what we want to see. That's you know, fucking we, we get to do it in Gran Turismo. Why don't the, the mom's head should get chopped off? But yeah, it was uh Gran Turismo. What the fuck? I, I meant Grand Theft Auto, not Gran Turismo. Oh my Wait a minute, does he mean Gran Torino with Eastwood? Like, what are you pulling? You're, you're, all these different grants are coming out here. That's crazy. Yeah, this was, yeah, Aladdin, perfect example of play to the adults, play to the kids, and make right. it fucking funny. Right. Little Mermaid was, is still good. Some of the 80s Disney films, like The Black Cauldron, that was, a, that was a swing in the mist. The Aristocats, I don't remember that one, but you're right. It's, there is nothing, there's nothing to hang your hat on. There's nothing about the journey. 
no interesting characters, no no quotes. There is no one, put it like this, there is no one or nothing from that film that would want to make a kid go to the fucking Toys R Us, dating ourselves, and then go, I want that toy. Nothing, nothing. This is this is like the Hydrox of kids' films. You're welcome. And Little, Littlefoot goes from literally knowing nothing. Like, at the beginning of the movie, that thing knew nothing, to orchestrating a... a a uh, a massive plot to kill the Tyrannosaurus Rex. That all happened in three days. It got all that knowledge. It went from not understanding like how the sun goes down to being able to be like, all right, you go up there. We're gonna put up there. You're gonna draw the fire. I'm gonna go across. Like when when did that character development happen? Kids are gonna be like, oh, I guess if I just sit on my ass, I'll be able to be Hannibal. Yeah, that's a great point. That's a fantastic point. From he went from fucking private pile and Full Metal Jacket to General Patton in three days. That's terrible. Ugh. And all of these dinosaurs, up until that point, all of these dinosaurs felt like they were in the special class. Like they, they all felt like they were just the misfit toys of Jurassic of uh, Land Before Time. Yeah. Like they, like they think they got separated from their families, but they're. I feel like their parents were probably like, "Yeah, go over there." Whoops, up. Sorry, he's not going to come with us. Let's get to the. Let's get to that valley. This felt like a Russian after-school special about dinosaurs. It was like a half a step below that. <laughs> Just felt so like put, hastily put together and just. Blech. Are you saying it should have been claymation? Oh, like dating Goliath <laughs> or some garbage like that. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, this is it's a this is a short review for me too. It's uh, it was a short movie that one hundred percent you're dead on, Kev. It was a short, long movie, and if act this movie could have been a, like a thirty minute after school special, <laughs> and they dra- they dragged it out into what was a seventy minutes long. Yeah. And it felt like two and a half hours. Uh, not good. I give it a three. Three and a half, three, one. It's amazing. One. one you know what, though? I like when somebody comes on to gut the movie and thinks it and really hates it enough to give it a one. Yeah. I gave Christmas Story a one or one or two. Yeah. That's just like, yeah, fuck this film. Do you guys think it's fucking good? You're dumb too. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's terrible. I completely agree with you. Uh, what was going to ask you? Oh, your wife, since, since you loved it so much. Has your opinion changed? You know what? I think she didn't. I think she refused to contradict her like younger self. And she was like, what well, was a cute movie for kids? And mm. I was like, so you, you admit that it sucks now. And she's like, I, I saw it when I was six. And I was like, that's not the question. That's not yes. what I'm asking. <laughs> she just or she wouldn't say it, but she knew deep down it was a shitty movie. I got to say my batting average of like watching stuff as kids as a kid going, that's good. And then agreeing with myself, you know, down the road, my, I'm very consistent. I got I cannot think of many films I love as a kid, but as an adult go, holy shit, that's bad. I can't really, I'd have to go back and look. I'm just curious to see if people are going to have the balls to admit that they are that good or they're lying. Like, you're oh, no, Kendra's going to get some hate mail over this. There's going to be, you think so? Oh yeah. There's going to be some very angry, horny men. <laughs> I don't know because when she said when she picked the title of the film I said you know what that's good because I know people like it it's a G-rated film if you would have said Toy Story I would have lost my fucking shit but well, it's funny because when, when Kev told me that you picked Land Before Time I thought he kept saying Land of the Lost and I was like oh that shitty Will Ferrell movie why are we even letting her do no, that we're not yeah no, the that, cartoon that, about dinosaurs yeah that wouldn't have that worked alright critics five star reviews critics five star reviews critics Five star reviews. Critics. Five star reviews. 
it sounds and looks like as if it came from the Disney studios of the 40s or 50s, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. That's as much a compliment in terms of the quality of animation as it is a criticism. Fair. Right. The Land Before Time works by evoking the simple virtues of this art aimed at children, as it was in the beginning when Disney animated Mickey, with Mickey Mouse. Excuse me. The film deserves a place next to the often revived animated classics. No, it doesn't. Not at all. Jesus. The Land Before Time is handsome and honest, an animated feature as any produced since Walt Disney's death. It may even be his best. No, it's not. It's <laughs> so insulting. Right? Did these dickheads, I mean, Snow White alone just destroys this. I don't even need to bring Toy Story or, or the other ones we mentioned in the, in the fight. Snow White, Sleeping Beauty just demolishes this shit. Oh, absolutely. Hell, even Fantasia, which is terrible. And by the way, both of, those, both of those movies are based off of huge stories. Yeah. Like they, those were books that were written 400 years ago. Yeah. It is full of the delightful merriment of childhood, albeit dinosaur childhood, not homo sapiens. For a sweet and simple little picture, the whole family can gather around the tube and watch with delight. This one delivers the goods. Here's someone who talks more to his pet iguana than he does to real women. Critics, one-star reviews. Critics, one-star reviews. Critics. One star reviews. The animation is fine, but the Stu Krieger screenplay contains violence that might be hard on the younger ones, preachiness that's hell on adults, and a never let up cuteness that can turn minds of all ages into mush. What charmed me when I first saw it as a six-year-old in theaters now strikes me as rather middling in different storytelling and character development. The characters are not well-developed. Next one. Yeah, I should hope this movie changes as you get older, your opinion of it. I hope you're not like 40 and watching and being like, yeah, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. This is Next. It. <laughs> what are you, Amish? For the, for the most part, Pick is about as engaging as what's found on Saturday morning TV. No, it's not because Looney Tunes was on Saturday mornings. Ninja Turtles, Transformers, G.I. Joe. You know, fun Fortuna shit. Express. Yeah. Oh, now we're talking. <laughs> it is only of real. It is really of only interest to very young children. But at the same time, it is debatable whether or not it is suited to them. Signed, huge fan of the stick and hoop. <laughs> Amazon five star reviews. Five star reviews. Amazon five star reviews. I came out of the gate fast with, a, with one of the fun facts. I'm coming out of the gates fast with this one. Strap in. So I remember watching this as a kid on VHS long before my family ever owned a computer. And before my family was basically homeless, we lived at my grandparents in a barn, rented cabin, and in a tent for a while after living at this house. I remember sitting five feet from the TV with the volume fairly low sister and brother napping in parentheses, to watch this movie at that first house I remember growing up in. Each time I see Land Before a Time, it takes me back to that moment. It was fun watching this with my son. Demographics, I'm a 29-year-old male living in Minnesota, USA. My son is two and a half years old. My daughter is six months old. Minnesota, to me, sounds like the Land Before a Time, right, guys? Huh? huh? <laughs> Thank you. Homeless? 
Or you're not just paying income taxes and mom and dad went on the land. Which one is it? Sounded like this kid was living in like an 80s children's adventure. Wait. Glad this guy made Amazon his therapist. Much cheaper than a $200 copay, I think, right? This is also the same type of guy uh, to tell the waiter or waitress his name every time he goes out to eat. (laughs) Next one. It made me cry when I found out what happened to the little girl that played Ducky. She never got to see the movie. I remember everyone loved Ducky. I still do. Why did they have to put she never got to see the movie? (laughs) That's so fucked. Because they went out to bring you down, Kendra. (laughs) Because people on Amazon suck. Oh, it's going to get better. Purchase for my three-year-old granddaughter actually bought twice one of my son's account to watch downstairs and paid him cash and again for my account so we could continue to watch it in my room. Actually, bought it three times because my kids watched it when they were little. I'm going to pause for effect. Three times too many. Yeah, that's a lot of land before time. Wait till this dumb fuck realizes you can sign in from three different accounts from three different TVs. <laughs> Kids, I need three VCRs. Stat! Next one. Cute, mo- cute movie. Kids love it. But seriously, how are you going to make a... This is fucking great. How are you going to make a movie about talking dinosaurs called The Land Before Time when no one was even around to know if these dinosaurs even spoke English? Fair. If you're not high now, I suggest you get high and then pontic- pontificate that. They got a point. <laughs> well, what if you know what? Have- I do have to agree with something. Oh, and I, I didn't want to bring it up because this is, was just so nitpicking. But the mom goes out of the way to be like, follow the sun when it rises. Right. And then when it hits the whatever, it disappears behind, you know, keep walking that way and blah, blah, blah. So it was like, oh, well, they don't have the concept of days. So this is how they explain what a day is. I was like, that's that kind of makes sense that they would go that way. And then like the next scene, the kid's like, it's going to take us three days to get there. I was like, when the fuck did he figure that out? It was originally just the sun passing across the sky and he's already figured out the, the, the solar clock. George from Mice and Men to goddamn Sir Isaac Newton. <laughs> I'm pulling these deep cuts out today. I'm yeah, like, that's, uh, I'm you're going deep. myself. Thank you. Amazon one-star reviews. Amazon one-star reviews. One-star review. One-star review. One-star one-star reviews. I did not buy this. <laughs> I feel like that's the same guy every time. Telling you, like he's, his account got hacked, and he just keeps getting these movies. He's like, I don't why I didn't want any of these movies. Next one. It was the in caps. It was the wrong movie. The case was Land Before Time, but the DVD was Once Upon a Forest. Was that a was that a movie about women who don't shave their pubes? I didn't rent Land Before Time. I rented Hand in My Behind. <laughs> That's the real Pinocchio. <laughs> Got this as a gift for a friend. I didn't like it as a kid, but everybody else did. One star. <laughs> Now, this is going to go in our top five reviews of all time for one star, Kevin. And that's a bold fucking statement. Yeah, we've had some good ones. I purchased this movie 
and previously purchased a Vizio television with an Amazon video app that includes an Amazon button on the remote control. Purchased, not rented, in reliance on the availability of this and many other movies for viewing by my permanently, permanently delved, hold on, I'm laughing, permanently developmentally disabled 26-year-old daughter on the Amazon video app on the remote because she is not, as a consequence of her disability, able to maneuver screens and logins on a television. In fact, I have purchased over 140, parentheses, 140 movies on Amazon video in reliance on her ability to view them on her television, which she is not able to do on other televisions we own, such as Sony televisions, having complex menu systems. Now, today, June 15th, 2016, Amazon has decided to discontinue the support of Amazon Video on her Vizio television and instead wants me to buy a fire stick for 50 bucks, which she will undoubtedly be able to use. This is fraud. This is likely a violation of the Americans with Disability Acts. Unmute yourself, Kevin. (laughs) And just bad business. Do not buy any Amazon videos unless you attempt to purchase a new television every year to keep up with Amazon's unscrupulous and fraudulent business practices. I think she should say that she can't afford an Amazon Fire Stick and just move on. I think she should go on eBay and buy a VHS recorder and uh, a Land Before Time VHS tape and call it quits. (laughs) I like the dad made this sounding board, Amazon Reviews. Man yells at cloud. Kevin Israel, did Kendra Sunderland gut the sacred cow? You know, Kendra, I got to be honest. I came on this being like, there's no way she's going to do it. It's a sweet little kids movie. What's this, what's this woman going to say about this? She's a terrible person. But you know what? Jury's still out. Oh. You, you fucking <laughs> did it. You got, you got the land before time. That's like dunking on a kid in a wheelchair, by the way, Kendra. Listen, I'm not here to judge the victim. The fact is, that cow's dead. Yeah. I'll co-sign. This was... uh... Boop! Wait, the end of Karate Kid Part 2? Honk, honk. Where he beats the shit out of him. He's got them all locked up. It's a layout. Kendra, tell the good folks where we can find you again and what you're up to. Yes. Would you like to know my favorite movie, 10 out of 10, for comparison? I would love to know. Pineapple Express. You got to be fucking kidding me. 100% my number one favorite movie in the world. You and I would never be able to her Yeah, and Sarah J. Did you, did you know, do you, first of all, do you know, I'm sure you know Sarah J, right? Yes. Okay. Do you know she came on our podcast and shit on Pineapple Express? Ooh. She... <laughs> Go back and watch it. Watch that because I will come on and defend it. Well, you should have both of us on, and I will defend that movie to my deathbed. I a hundred percent my favorite movie in the world. Oh, Kevin, I couldn't date her. Her, her, the the Pineapple Express part. The birds. I I thought she was going to say Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah, that Uh, too. That was another one. That's your favorite film. That film is devoid of laughter. Again, and it you is said, but- my absolute favorite. It has stoner moments. It has comedy. It has action. It has a car chase. It has a great cast. I mean, Craig Robinson, fucking uh, Danny McBride, Seth Rogen, James Franco. I'm waiting for you to give the good points. 
<laughs> I thought all of my good points. That was that was amazing. I'm so glad you said that. That was that made my day. Why? <laughs> because you hated it too. Yeah, I just think it's I just think it's funny that of all movies, that was the one she picked. But here's the well, thing, though. And this this, this is this is my, one of my biggest pet peeves. Not with you, Kendrick, but in, in general. When, when people say you have to be high to appreciate this film or this band, then you're I'm already out because I should be able to appreciate Stone. So listen, I can go and think that fucking the reboot of RoboCop is good if I'm hammered drunk, but it's a piece of shit right. if you're sober. So I, I just don't think it's a fair assessment. To but say, when it's like, a stoner movie, it's like if you're not a stoner, you don't like to smoke weed. Like you just won't understand it because like, you just don't like to smoke weed. So why would you think a movie about smoking weed is like cool, you know, but like as a stoner, I think half baked is hysterical. I don't smoke weed. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, but I don't know. I just think what, I mean, what do you hate about this movie? What do you not like about it? Oh, everything besides the lack of jokes and uh, Danny McBride's annoying and Seth Rogen, Seth Rogen. I am done with, I've tapped out. I am completely out of fucks to give for Seth Rogen. He is the same fucking awkward, nerdy character in every goddamn film. And the jokes of that. Well, is that joke. That whole joke. Well, is drier than Sahara. You know how many times I've tagged Seth Rogen in it saying, this is my favorite movie enough times for him to follow me back. And accept (laughs) that I love this movie. I love chicken fries because of that movie. I just, I love that. Did did you give Seth a discount when he asked you to send a box of shit to his house? (laughs) I would handle <laughs> his house if he wanted to. Kendra, all, all you had to do follow is- my new Instagram, though. When I was drunk, I was like, I'm just going to message him. And I was like, hey, Seth, as you know from my other account, Pineapple Express is my favorite movie. I watch it all the time. I hate that I lost that account because you followed it. Like, would you please just follow this new one? And he said, haha, okay. And followed me. I was like, okay. This story does have a happy ending, unlike Pineapple Express. Listen, if if Seth would have sent you a box of shit, all I could do is send you his last 10 movies in a box. and (laughs) Well done, Kevin. Those are fighting words. Catch, catch me outside. Is that what that girl said five years ago? Yeah, catch me outside. Let's go. Kendra, when you're in New York City, we will have a debate as long as you want to for about films. Awesome. Kendra, you're you're a joy. You're a delight. Thanks for coming on again. Catch her at, give again your, your, your social media handles for everybody. Uh, my Instagram is duh, real Kendra Sunderland, D-A, real Kendra Sunderland. Twitter, KS Library Girl. Watch my videos on KendraSunderlandVIP.com or OnlyFans.com slash KS Library Girl. Buy my flashlight if you're lonely. And uh, yeah, that's it. You think Seth Rogen has an anal cavity flashlight? <laughs> probably smells like ass and weed okay a little too much i got dead. it <laughs> excellente well you can still catch me at i don't need the real kevin goatee because i didn't get kicked off instagram yet i'm working on that believe me kevin goatee twitter facebook instagram more importantly gtsc podcast on twitter kendra when you do watch this episode i want you to promise us you're going to tag us you're going to tag sarah J, and you're going to make your points about why you disagree with her on why Napoleon Dynamite, I'm sorry, well, that too, but why Pineapple Express is a good film. I want you to tag us and then iron it out. It will be a whole Twitter feed. Let's do it. (laughs) Israel, buddy, what do you got? Uh, KevinIsrael.com. Got some shows, uh, a few shows coming up. I'll be at Foxwoods in Connecticut uh, the weekend of Valentine's Day. Going to be there with John Moses, another very funny comic. And... uh, 
you have my album, The Struggle is Real. You can get it on iTunes and everywhere else you get audio. And yeah, and the, uh, the the live show was great. We had a great time. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's to be after the fact. Yeah, wasn't Bill and Joanne great doing the Karate Kid? Holy wow, shit. they really killed it. Awesome. Kendra, this was a great time. Thanks again. Appreciate it. We are gutting the sacred cow. We will see you guys next time. Take care. Avita Zen. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.